Hello, welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast. My name is Hank, I'm your host, and I'm here with Cinnamon. Hello. Part two. We did an episode a couple weeks ago, I think, and we got a bunch of questions after we posted that, so we figured we would get deeper into things we wish we knew when we started. Yeah. So we made a huge list, and we'll try to stick with it. Okay. Okay, so what are things you need to know before getting into sex work, or what we wish we knew before we got into sex work? Yeah, boundaries are really important, and, like, the reason also why you're doing sex work is super important. Yeah, I got into sex work just for pretty much the money and attention when I started, because I was like, you were way younger than me, so why did you get into sex work? Same reason. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a very popular reason. Yeah, I think also, like, it's so, like, glamorized in media that it's like, oh, this is, like, a fast way to make cash, and I was like, yes. Yeah, and for me, I mean, right away, I did make, for what at the time was a lot of money, like, when I saw, like, even 500 bucks, I was like, holy shit. 500 bucks was, like, a million dollars to me. And, like, 500 bucks can change people's lives. For sure. But... I think then it's once you're in it, it's really hard to transition into a safe place if you're not going into it smartly. Yeah, I definitely was not safe when I first started, and I think it's really important. I wish I knew how to set boundaries, for sure, in person and online, always. Yeah, like learning that you can say no to people, because I am a people pleaser, and I know you are too. 100%, especially when someone's paying you for your time, you feel like you owe them more than you do. Exactly. Well... We can talk more about online boundaries. Like, for us, we get requests all the fucking time that are wild. Yeah. Truly wild. And I did a lot of them when I first started. I mean, things that were, like, safe, I thought. But I wanted the money. still were uncomfy. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, obviously, everyone has hard boundaries. Like, I don't do age play or race play or anything like that. But there's still, like, like, just, like, some certain stuff that, like, are uncomfortable like I'm not super into like the breeding thing oh I get asked I like just filmed a custom where I had to be like like fill me up with your cum yeah and I never really liked that like I had a sugar daddy that like loved to talk to me like that and always made me uncomfy I was like I I don't want to get pregnant actually same one time like a long time ago there was this guy I don't remember I think I met him on seeking arrangements yeah and he, like, the entire time, his flirt was, like, I'm going to fill you up. Like, I'm going to, like, get you pregnant. Yeah, that's scary. And he had kids. I mean, I was a teen mom. They would <laughs> say that to me. I would be like, please, no. Do they know you're a teen mom? Um, I don't know. I think this guy might have because I actually I did date him. <laughs> no. I, I dated a few of my sugar daddies. Um, I was, like, 17 and, like, emotional. And I'm like, oh daddy issues like you're showing me attention but this guy was weird he was like i'm gonna marry you like i'm gonna take you to vegas we're gonna get married oh my god i was like no i know i saw this reddit form that was like i fell in love with my sugar daddy <laughs> me <laughs> that was never me but Stockholm i think syndrome yeah I never i never had emotional relationships with anyone that was my sugar daddy but that's also because i had really weird sugar daddies I can see that the lines would be, like, convoluted. I had really weird ones, but I feel like I also had so many, like, just the ratio. Like, I had to have a couple good ones in there, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, so things I wish I knew. I'm trying to actually think about this because I wish I knew that 
you know, there's a market for every single thing. Like I was really worried that I needed to look a certain way. Like I need oh, my yeah. hair color needed to be, I needed to dress, I needed to do. There's kind of a market for every single person. That's like the one good thing I would say. For sure. I mean, when I first started too, like I was probably like a size like medium or large and now I'm like a 4XL and I was so terrified at one point of like gaining weight and losing my like audience and fans and like even when I like dyed my hair blonde and like everyone always has something to say yeah and I'm like no you can like just be you and no matter what there's gonna be like a niche for it right and I think like that's a really big privilege I forget about in our side of it because I know if like you're in mainstream porn or you do things like with an agent you will I know you can change your appearance, but I even worked with a girl who was like, I really want to get tattoos, but I'm not allowed. Yeah. So. Or like they didn't like me better when I cut my hair. Oh, when I cut my hair short at the strip club, I made way less money. Yeah. When I had long red hair, like that's when I made. It's funny because a lot of strippers I know like go into work and they kind of treat it like a science experiment. They're like, okay, today I'll wear a wig. Tomorrow I'll wear full face of makeup and then I'll go in and I'll wear no makeup and see which days I made more money. With sugaring, I had this... We talked about Brian. (laughs) Brian, love him. He gets a shout out every single episode. (laughs) But when I had dyed my hair, I had to wear a wig that was the same as the first color. I remember that. Yeah, because he did not like colored hair. Yeah, or tattoos or anything. So I would try to to cover up my tattoos with makeup. Yeah. And... I'm, I'm trying to think about a sugar daddy like that. I don't know. I think I... I kind of had very neurotic people who were very particular because I could cater to that really well. Like if they told me what they wanted, I easily could do it. Yeah. So then I would, I had a list of notes in my phone. I wish I still had it. And I would write down literally everything that they said they wanted and I would try to become it. I feel, I feel like I have just like a mirroring personality. So I never had to change my look, but like my personality for like everyone was different. Same. Yeah. Depending on like what I was drinking or doing too. Yeah. Cause I had a lot of people, I actually had a lot of straight edge clients where they like didn't drink and that was scary. Cause I was like, I'm trying to drink. I, I'm trying to think I did have those, but I also, I was just like, you're not drinking. Have me a bottle of Jaeger. I'm not yeah. talking to you until I do. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about boundaries. We kind of got sidetracked. We're talking about that. Okay, you go. Okay, so how we kind of go about boundaries, and this is for, we both have OnlyFans, if you don't know us. We always message whoever we're going to collab with before. Well, how do you decide who you're going to collab with? Is there like any sort of scale where you're like, yeah, this person will fit or? I mean, obviously I look at their page. I see like what kind of content they shoot I look at their OnlyFans a lot and see how many like posts they have Mm. because sometimes people will message me and be like when I collab then I look and they have like three posts on their page and I'm like I can tell you're a newer account or they don't have an OnlyFans yeah and then I'm like what is this or like um usually if we're like not mutuals you know like I want to like look at your page and see what you do because sometimes people do niches that I don't really want to support or I don't do. Yeah, I always make sure I have someone that I've worked with that follows them. So, yeah. like, if you follow them, I would probably that, trust them more. Yeah, that always makes me more comfortable. And then I also kind of read the vibe on how we're messaging, too. If they're coming across, like, 
we have to collab we have to do these certain videos i then i'm like no i don't want to do it no but if someone's like hi if you're free i'm here this date like if they're very polite like basic human decency then i'm like okay yeah the bar's in hell the bar is in hell literally and then so once i transition into texting that's really where like our boundaries start yeah because you and i both don't like working with people who are fucked up no never no, like, I've had people, I'm like, hey, I really prefer not smoking and drinking when we film, like, it makes me uncomfortable, and they just, like, ghost me. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that, like, two months later. Yeah, hey. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, uh, because, again, it's like, as a sober person, I would not fuck someone who was fucked up. Ever. I mean, also, it's unprofessional. You wouldn't go into any job fucked up, you know? Yeah, well, like, mainstream porn, if you're fucked up on set, you get blacklisted. Oh, yeah. You're, They're like, please go home, and we're going to find someone. They you home, and they bring another girl. Exactly. Like, it's just to keep everyone safe. So, I normally over text say, yeah, please come sober. And, you know, if someone, like, wanted to, like, casually smoke a little, like, I wouldn't care. No, I've had people that I'm, like, shooting with, and they're, like, sucking a dab in between every, like, photo we take, and I'm, like... a couple people like that. A couple, and I'm, like, I get it. Like, I smoke. Like, you know, I smoke, but, like, so much. Like, I feel like, why do you have to be high to, like, be with me right now? And it feels uncomfortable, you know? I also feel like it's super, like, extra disrespectful to you, because I've been in situations where, like, you talk about your sobriety, and then they're just, like smoking a joint right in front of you while doing it pisses me off it makes you mad which makes me feel less bad because like I find it's really hard for me to like I don't want people to think I'm entitled to them doing anything so normally I say that only so that they don't offer me because a lot of people are like hey do you want a drink or do you want like a joint which is polite but I'm like don't offer it to me no but also it's like I've never thought like if someone tells me they're sober to be like okay say nothing and just like roll a joint and smoke it in front of your face like that's insane yeah I I guess when you say it like that it's wild but like that's only happened a couple times with us and normally we're together when I'm alone that never happens yeah because I think it's like with multiple people they think it's a party yeah and if it's one-on-one they're like oh I've seen your TikToks like yeah but so we normally say like, hey, we don't want to drink. We also make sure everyone gets tested. So you and I always, always get tested beforehand and we don't sleep with anyone new Not before. Not my boyfriend. Yeah, same. Uh, I don't like, you, you know. boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend, sorry. I, I don't have sex after I've been tested, even though no, both of our partners are safe. Yeah, I'm monogamous. But and technically that's okay, but we both are very paranoid and like don't no, want to. What if you're low-key cheating on me? Like I know, no! <laughs> I know you're not, but like the off chance. And even then, like I don't. Yeah. It's fine. Like I don't need to have sex every single day. Like I can wait. Yeah, same. We normally get tested and then we have like two days. And yeah. Then we, so then we get tested. We show up normally and we. We actually do like to talk about what we film before we get there. And a lot of people are like, oh, we'll film whatever. Whatever is very vague. No, do not whatever me. No, it's like, do you want to film pussy eating, ass eating? You want to pee on me for a Twitter video? Like, that's why I like texting before about it, too. Because, like, you get there in person also, and it's so awkward. You're like, so, you want to eat each other's pussies? Like, what do you want to do? I feel like that's how I used to love to text fight too like it's way easier to text fight like in high school so than it is easier. in person i'm gonna be shaking shitting throwing no, up and crying currently i'll start a fight with my boyfriend and i'll text him then he'll call me i'm like no yeah text me <laughs> text so me. we always text a bunch before they get here because it's just easier 
also yeah and it's it's you feel more comfortable like expressing how you feel like I I have such a hard time in person setting boundaries and being like actually like that makes me uncomfortable like in person if I was like can you not smoke or drink in front of me I would be so much more shy (laughs) you'd be shaking (laughs) please ma'am I have such a hard time setting boundaries like I'm so shy yeah I am I am I think I'm more bold than I think I am like I'm very blunt I'm not like Hey, don't fucking smoke that. But I would call someone out. It's just way easier on text. It is way easier. And also then normally you have you have it written down. It's almost like proof that we talked about it. Yeah. Which makes me feel better. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So then when, when they get here normally or we go to there, like we'll go. If someone's in town and they have a hotel they want to shoot at, we'll go. Yeah. Or if someone lives here and wants to come over, they can come over. Yeah. Also, another thing is, is like these people are coming into your home. Yeah, you have to do it with people that you feel comfortable exactly. with. Exactly. So first time meeting people, I don't always like them to come to my house. No. Uh, I'm just paranoid. Or I'll give them my apartment without the apartment number. Oh, never the apartment number. Never I'm the like, apartment. I'll meet you outside. Exactly. Because you'll remember how to walk there, but you won't know the exact number if you're yeah. trying to post my shit. Yeah. We're paranoid a little. So paranoid. But I think it's better to be safe than sorry. Always. So when they come, we normally like make caffeine. We sit down, we talk, and we always are like, so what did you want to film? And that is like, I feel like the icebreaker for whores. Because it's like, hey, I know we just met, but we're going to fuck. And not in like a hookup hot way. We're going to fuck when it needs to look aesthetically pleasing a little bit. So we talk about camera angles. Boundaries for us just is a lot of communication. Because yeah. I think you and I both are anxious as fuck. So if we talk it through, it almost reassures me that it's going to be okay. It's so reassuring. And I think it's so uncomfortable just like winging it and going into it and not knowing like the steps. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we rehearse our videos. So like, okay, you and I, let's like pretend like there's no microphones. And if we were... <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't look at me. Okay, if we were going to film, let's say that that voyeur video... Oh my god, we slayed that. We did. But okay, so we were like, hey, I saw this porn. Okay, no. No, first I was like, let's do this kind of voyeur porn. And you were like, no, I just saw this. Yeah, I was like, no, I just saw this video. So, okay, let's do it. Okay, when we start, you should walk with the towels to the cabinet and I'll do a camera on you. But then it'll cut to one of me in your room and then I can see you in the corner. And I'm like, slay. And then, then we were like, okay, then I'll do an up-close shot of you rubbing your pussy, and then we'll zoom back out, and I'll be rubbing mine while you're rubbing yours in the back. Yeah, and we're like, do like a selfie video, too, so it looks like... We can like clip can it in, cut, more yeah. personal, and then maybe like, I'll catch you, and I'll pull you on the bed. I'm going to call you a pervert. Is that okay? And then you're like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, it just is like that, and I'm like, okay, I'll get on top of you. Maybe we can scissor for a little, and then... Should I, like, ride your face? Like, how should we end the video? Yeah, and then it's, like, okay, like, I just ended my period. Is that okay? Like, you talk about Oh, yeah, about I was, before, like, I'm going to you know? shove a tampon really up. So, if you see a string, let me know. We'll pause the video. Just yeah. make sure it's in a good position. So, you just, like, you talk it through almost as if it's, like, an acting scene. No, like, you rehearse it. Like, you script it. Like, not, like, a full script that we're, like, reading. No, but we, like, don't, we don't do a lot of dirty talk like that. No. We're not, like, hey, little mama. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Why <laughs> You can hear it in the headphones. What's up? (laughs) But so I feel like that's, again, like boundaries are really hard to set. In-person sex work, I was not good at setting boundaries. What I would do is if I had a bad experience with a guy or 
someone robbed me, I would just block them and never see them again. Someone robs you? Yeah, not at gunpoint or anything, but they just, like, didn't pay me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Or they would, like, I remember this guy wrapped 100 because he was like, here's the money. It was a $100 bill. This is why I always check your money before you leave. Always I always in. check it before I see that. I'm like, let me see the money. See, I this is when I didn't get it up front. Always yeah. get your money up front and always count it in front of them. Who cares? It's not embarrassing. They're paying you for your service. But it was $100, and, and it was like five tens instead fucked. of the five hundreds. That's so fucked. Um, and he like ran out. Yeah. That's so fucked up. I know. After that, but the thing that, like, I was grateful for is, like, after that, I never, ever, like, did that again. Yeah, you need the lesson. I think my lesson was I was with this guy. I was 17. It was, like, my first one, and he said he would do 300, Mm. and then he took me to the bank to pull it out, and he was like, I can only pull out 200. Ew. Yeah, and I was like, okay, because for 17-year-old me, like, $200 was a lot of money. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. But after then, I was like, I need to see the money. I need to make sure you have it. Yeah, that's – I remember I I was working with this stripper, and she was like, okay, we're going to go to this party, but we are going to leave right away if they don't give us up front $800 each. That's good. And she, like, set her fucking boundaries, like, stood by them. Because, again, like, I forget that – as a service provider, like, you are paying me for my services. Yeah. So she, we left the party. She was like, oh, you thought 800, 400 each? Like, that's not what we agreed on in text. She pulled out her phone yeah. in front of him and his friends. I was like, hey, your friend said 800, so does anyone else want to, like, chip in? Yeah. And I was like, damn. And they said no? No. Losers. So we left. Why, like, why do you think, like, you can pay someone, like, so cheaply for their time? Right. Like, you would never try to bargain with anyone else or cheap over anyone else at any company. No, we were going to be there for, like, six hours. That's so fucked up. Right, and at the strip club, like, I don't know, because I find, like, back in the day, money meant a lot different to me, and so I probably would have done it. And I think, like, again, we've talked about this in private, but, like, price shaming is so weird. Yeah, it is weird. Like, there's people who are really happy making 50 bucks a night and honestly go off. Like, no, good for you. We need every scale of the market. There's a lot of survival sex work, too. It's like... I don't understand why... I I hate when I see sex workers on Twitter shaming other girls. For their prices? Yeah, like, they'll be like, ew, you would sell a video so cheap. Why do you care? No, what does it have to do with you? It doesn't. And, like, also, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I sell my shit too cheap, there's no such thing as too cheap. It's your content. No, it's your content. You can sell it for whatever you like. Yeah. And not everyone can sell a 10-minute video for $70. No, and I wouldn't. No one would ever buy that from me. Like, truly. People would be like, unsubscribe. I unsubscribe. Literally. I had, like, um, a, like, air quote threesome scene I did where, like, every time I collabed with this girl, she wanted my boyfriend in it. because I remember. Yeah, because her boyfriend wouldn't fuck her on camera. So uh, she'd be like, I want to do a threesome scene, but, like, I don't exchange fluids. Mm. So she just, like, basically sat next to me while I sucked my boyfriend's dick and wanted to sell it for a... And he couldn't get hard because it was awkward. Like, he's not, like, a... Like, he doesn't do it like we do. Like, he films with just me, you know? Right. She, she had four cameras on him. Like, he couldn't stay hard. It was so weird and uncomfortable. She wanted to sell it for $100. I often think that I'm... I think about being grateful I don't have a dick because a lot of the times I film, like, I'm not very horny. It's not like I'm repulsed or anything. I'm just not, like, when you're, like, intimate with someone and you're, like, fucking horny. Your pussy's yeah. throbbing. As, like, someone with a dick, you have to get it hard. That is so hard. It's so hard. I was talking to someone um, that does, like, mainstream porn, 
And she said, you know how many times I've seen guys like get that surgery that they like can pump their dick up or like she's like there's always needles in the bathroom to like get your dick hard like that. insane. It must I be cannot. hard. I know, I'm glad I just have a hole. I know, thank God. Literally thank God. But also like we talk about this too is like you don't have to be best friends with everyone you work with. Oh no, I feel like everyone like I see it a lot too tries to like friend group everyone they work with. Yeah. And I'm like I no, you don't shit where you eat. Literally, yeah, don't shit where you eat. And I am very, like, I think you're more friendly than me in the sense of, like, you will FaceTime people and talk with them and be sweet. And I'm very reserved and, like, scared. Well, yeah, I'll FaceTime the people that, like, I like. And sometimes I feel like I've gotten sucked into, like, <laughs> yeah, FaceTiming people. And I'm like, okay, like, I guess I'll, like, make an appearance. But I've definitely learned my lesson that, like, a lot of people you don't want to be friends with well it's like an office job like I feel like in high school I taught dance and so I was really good friends with maybe two of the other people who taught but other than that I didn't hang out with everyone no you don't you don't have to be friends with everyone you, you work with. Be friends with everyone and sometimes I feel like guilted into feeling like I do and I feel like because sex is so intimate too it's like but you don't you don't like mix with ev- like what's it called like you don't vibe vibe with everyone you know (laughs) you don't have to and I think you're not a rude person if you work with someone and it's just work and I'm never mean to people I work with that I'm not friends with I'm like I hey come over anytime I have love for you yeah but we're not probably gonna hang out often (laughs) please I don't want to leave my house no I mean I go to bed already like early like 9 p.m I'm like I already have to squeeze in my IRL friends already yeah. I'm like, fine, I'll go out one night with you a month. How do you say no to requests that people ask you? Like on OnlyFans? Yeah. I'm just like, hey, babe, so sorry. Like, I don't do that. Let me know if there's something else I can get you. Yeah, pretty much same for me. You know? Like, like sorry, I don't offer that. Yeah. But I'm sure someone else does. No, I get a lot of people asking for, like, meetups, too. Oh, and you're not allowed. If you talk, if you... If you say meetup, you can get our account banned. It's yeah. Because they're trying to make sure... Because escorting is illegal in the United States. Yeah. So, I wonder if you have an OnlyFans in Canada, if it's banned there. I don't know. Because I know you can sell sex. It's just illegal to buy it. I feel like maybe, I don't know, we should look that up. We should, but basically if you're texting and asking like, hey, can we meet up? Just know that our account is going to get flagged. Yeah. You're putting us in danger. And if we said yes, I'm pretty sure our account would get banned. For sure. Also back to the Canada thing, I feel like, I don't know if this is the truth, but I feel like OnlyFans is such like haters. They'd be like, you're making money off the site. How no? Because they don't even let you say cash app. I know. You know? Or Snapchat. Yeah. I get people asking like all the time, like, not asking just being like I want to fuck you in real life and I'm like hey sorry I don't do that I'll give you $300 like to suck my dick I'm like if even if I did 300 would not even begin to cover it like you know what I mean yeah if I'm meeting up with someone who and I'm risking my safety yeah I I mean did you suck dick a lot when you were sugaring Yes. I barely did. I did anything to get out of it. Really? Yes. You're also a lesbian. I was like, listen, let's talk about this. Yeah. I was like, this is so easy because then you don't even have to do anything else. I know. But I would rather, I was like, whatever, here's my vagina. Yeah. I did not, I did not suck dick often. 
I'm trying to think. But I do get I, asked about sucking dick a lot on OnlyFans. And I'm like, what gave you the idea <laughs> the that... idea that I would do this. Yeah. I used to... I remember when I first started OnlyFans, I would, like, try to suck on dildos, which I did eventually learn how to deep throat, but I would, like, throw up. I'd be like, Ugh. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not meant to be a, a throat queen. Not, what is it called? a dick girl. What is a throat queen? Throat goat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not me. That's you. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's impressive. Thanks. I actually love, because you and I kind of have roles in our porn. Like, I'm always down to top, and you're always down to be slutted out. Please, always. <laughs> and I'm always like, thank God. Yeah. I think, because would you say for you, topping is scarier? Yeah. I've, I don't think I've Bottoming ever... <laughs> is the bravest thing you can do. I've, I don't think I've ever topped. I mean, like... Have you strap fucked anyone? No. Oh my god. Every time you film Imagine me. Um, <laughs> no, but when we have people who come over, um, sometimes we do this thing where like if there's three of us, me, you and another person, I'll film you two and you'll film us yeah. two. And every time we're filming strap, all you hear is like <laughs> and you're just filming and I look over and I'm like, don't no, laugh. A lot of times I'm doing it, I'm like, Hank is killing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like yes and then I'll see like like we did one scene where like you and someone else were strapping and um and then like we switched and I was like Hank held it down like the other person was not killing it Hank killed I felt like so grateful I was like please give me back to Hank <laughs> baby come back no, literally I was like please this is so much harder without a good person <laughs> you hold it down Thank you. I'm very honored. I feel like I hold it down as a bottom, too. You definitely do. Yeah, I like, think, listen, bottoms are important to society. <laughs> deserve rights. Okay. Do bottoms deserve rights, too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Like, what's considered topping? Like, I I think, like, strap-on, obviously, or, like, finger blasting. Blasting? Sound like my mom. Stop. <laughs> Finger blasting. <laughs> what is it? Well, because like casual fingering, I'm not fingering? sure would be considered topping. Okay. I mean, like you know, holding it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fisting. Um, love a good. Fist. <laughs> you can't say fisting on OnlyFans either. You can't say fisting, which is so weird, so fucked up. I don't understand why you can. Is it because it's like considered? I don't know, but like I get fisted casually. Like it's not like. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're insane and amazing most people do not get fisted casually please fist me i fisted you for this video and i literally had to close my mouth i had to my jaw was on the floor Um, imagine trying to fist me no i i've tried to finger hang before and i have like inside i'm like are you okay your pussy's tight one thing about you your pussy's tight thank you queen (laughs) mine's like a black hole i'm also very anxious so i think my pelvic floor muscles tighten because i've heard when you're relaxed your pussy is loose that's how it should be i always have to think that too i was like i remember when i lost my virginity too i was like you're clenching right now like you gotta like relax and it felt so much better like it was painful at first and you know those tiktoks where they're like yeah my girl's so tight and then someone will stitch and be like because she's stressed (laughs) like they're like because she's not horny yeah like you should be relaxed you should be and i think for me like when i'm having very intimate sex with a lot of foreplay i can relax and my pussy's not like yeah 
but sometimes on film I'm already nervous like do you get really nervous right when you start filming because my heart beats my heart beats like in my asshole no literally always especially when you're like kissing I'm like am I a bad kisser no I when we're kissing and all you hear is like (laughs) I'm like fuck is this like awkward (laughs) I think I think it sounds hotter you think like (laughs) 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 the ASMR The ones where it's like, this is me kissing your ear. <laughs> Wait, did we kill that? No, we did. We should do it. Did ASMR. anyone have an ear? Or we should have an ASMR episode. We should do it. Welcome. Hello to the Inky Pinky Podcast. We're going to lick your ear now. <laughs> I think we would kill that. I heard that in my ear and I liked it. <laughs> Actually, one time back in the day, I was really, really high. smoked a lot of weed. I told you about this. Yeah. And I was listening to ear licking That's ASMR. Why I said it. <laughs> I was like listening to ear licking ASMR, and I'm not kidding you guys. I came so quick. <laughs> I tried it recently, and I came too because <laughs> you're welcome. I also I've been listening to ASMR like when I fall asleep, and it's a girl like rubbing her head, and she's like, "You had a really hard day." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I, that sounds amazing." I know. I went through a huge sleep. ASMR phase. I also really love watching ASMR, like, chewing raw salmon. I, I hate ASMR oh, chewing. I'm like, I love it. Some ASMR, I'm like, yes, I love this. And some ASMR people annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Not all ASMR are equal. <laughs> no. No, they're honestly valid. But the ear licking, try it. Okay, if yeah. you're laughing and you think it's funny, fucking try it. No, literally try it. It's not funny. But put headphones in. Yeah, the Apple headphones. Slide. Sometimes I get scared. Okay, this is my has nothing to do with anything because they used to be your headphones. I know they're connected to your phone. Sometimes I'm scared when I watch porn. I'm like, what if it switches? Because you know how sometimes I connect to your Wi-Fi on accident? Yeah. I'm like, what if it just switches and Hank hears this like, weird-ass ear porn I'm listening to? Dude, I'd be like, respect. I always get scared of that. I'm like, maybe I'll take the headphones off. I've been in a weird phase lately. Well, it's actually not weird, but I've been, the only porn I've been watching is really up close, like, missionary, but I pretend I have a dick. Love that. Oh my God, it's That's so That's what good. I do when I watch VR porn. Mmm. Yeah. That's nice. Okay, wait. Um, oh, but back to like the, like the getting nervous. Like I always get nervous when it's kissing, especially when it's like someone new. Like, I don't think I, I get nervous filming with you. Cause I'm like, I don't want to have to stop this. We never stop. No, we never stop. But also when it's like new people, I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're never going to like go and be like, cinnamon sucks at kissing. Like no cinnamon can't eat pussy. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but I feel like other people are going to be like, oh, it was so bad filming well, I'm her. also scared about, like, when I, I always end up eating pussy because, like, I'm down, whatever. Yeah. And I'm always scared that people are going to talk shit, too. I always am scared people are going to talk shit. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make this feel good. I'm trying to make it look good. Well, like, I want it to feel good, obviously. But I'm like, well, yeah. I'm, okay, but eating my pussy in real life, in real life, your IRL? face is, like, directly to the pussy. Like, you're, whatever. Yeah. But on camera, you have to open up so you can see the pussy. So I like rest my ear on their leg yeah. and I'm like licking sideways like diagonal. No, and I want you to see my tongue. I want you to see their pussy. I don't lay on their leg because I don't like that angle of my face. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, I'm not laying like taking a nap, but I know what you mean. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I'm struggling and I'm like, they're going to like, it looks good, but they're going to be like, oh, cinnamon sucks. And I'm like, no, I think but people have eaten my pussy in many different types of way on filming. And I don't really come that easily when I film because I'm in my Never, head, really. but 
I never judge how they eat my pussy. I never do either, but that's because we're so nice and perfect. I don't. I think <laughs> a lot of people don't judge in this line of work. No, I think so too. I think we're just insecure and no, scared. No, we are insecure and anxious. But that's why I get nervous. That's my nerve. Those are my nerves. <laughs> my heart, like when we were filming the other week, I could hear my heartbeat. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, can anyone else hear this? No. <laughs> it's like, go, 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 go. Like yeah. so loudly. But then once you get into the scene, you're distracted. It's almost like when you perform on stage. Yeah. You're scared and then you get into the routine and you're like, oh, why was I scared at all? Okay, so we talked about like being nervous, but what like how would you say is the proper way to message someone if you want a collab especially for newer people who don't really know yeah I mean when I message people usually we're like mutuals or something and I'm just like hey like hope you're doing well I was wondering if you'd ever want to collab yeah pretty much same and I know I see on Twitter people getting mad that bigger creators don't quote 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 like reach out or like answer smaller creators but a lot of our messages are in request yeah and I don't check my request often because normally it's like hey baby girl it's a lot of things like will you marry me like I don't I I want to fuck your holes yeah I don't check it that often so definitely make sure you're try to be mutuals with the person yeah you can politely be like hi no pressure at all I always am like no worries if not um, I would love to collab with you. If you feel more comfortable, we could definitely do a lunch date beforehand. Or yeah. There's ways. Just basically, it's almost like a first date. <laughs> Be polite. Yeah. When I first started, too, and I didn't have, like, I was a smaller creator, I always messaged people with, like, a similar following to me or, like, a similar style that we were doing. Yeah. So it was, like, we're in the same, like, range right now. Like, I, I feel like... Well, I find, I've talked about this before, making friends with people, well, we got lucky, we knew each other in real life, so that was an easy collab, (laughs) a text away, but making friends when you first start is important, of people that you can, like, grow with, so that you can trust them and, like, build a relationship with them, because sometimes it's very hard to, like, break the ice with someone just as like an internet friend yeah and I feel like making friends is hard but so awkward online too (sighs) yeah (laughs) it's very awkward I'm not good at and I also all my social media notifications are off so sometimes I'll miss a message and then it's like a week later and I'm like hey I feel so bad yeah like thank you for commenting my story from a week ago that you can't (laughs) even see anymore at that point I don't reply yeah I'll like the message but speaking of social media like there's also like for asking for collapse there's also like like different ways to post for our engagement yeah what's your favorite place to post I mean my favorite place to post is probably like Instagram just because I'm like I'm such an insta whore I always have been yeah you you do like insta yeah um I like, like, being, like, aesthetic and, like, you know. (laughs) I'm so bad at that. When I was younger, I really cared about Instagram and stuff like that. I think the best place for getting out to, like, random people is TikTok, obviously. Oh, yeah. You and I, like, sometimes we'll sit down and we scroll on our For You page and the way we figure out sounds to use is, like, look at the sound that's reoccurring on your feed. If it's something that could be the text is the one thing that you can change. So, like, you know the fucking, it's gone. Like, people did that a lot about porn. I didn't use that one only because it was a kid. kid. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't either. 
so you I, also be mindful while you're doing it. You never know the type of people you're going to attract. There's fucking crazy people out there. But I like to find sounds that I could basically use as porn promotion. Yeah. But never saying porn. Mostly just like hinting at videos I've done. Yeah, um, it's good promo because then they come and they're like, can I see this video? And then you're like, yeah, sure. TikTok's also hard though. Like if you don't already have a following, like it's it used to be super easy to blow up. And now it's like, good luck. It's so hard for whores because they're like realizing and they're like shadow banning. But if when you do get a video to pop off, it does really good. And a lot of like social media, okay, TikTok sex workers, mostly OnlyFans. I'm not talking about like people who like 304s who like post about, you know, like escorting. I'm not talking about that. But big TikTokers who start OnlyFans and then everyone praises them. Yeah. If you have millions of followers, you are going to make money. Of course. A random person being like, hey, I got into sex work because so-and-so said it was fun. So-and-so with a million followers said it's easy and fast cash. Okay, we don't have the million followers. No. We have to look at the fact that that is... You're not going to immediately make 10K, 20, 30, 40, 50K. No. You might make maybe 15 bucks. Yeah. So, and then, like, you know, those videos where everyone's, like, when you were poor and posted on OnlyFans, and now everyone's seen your asshole and you're still poor, like... Yeah. That is the reality. It's such the reality. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, we're not, like, on yachts, like, buying expensive things all the time. It's Fuck like no. We're just trying to pay our rent. That's not realistic. Like, the Tana Mojos and, like, Bella Thorns and, like... Bad just Baby. Like, yeah, people... Oh, don't even think I'm going to start on Bad Baby. <laughs> what? That... It was disgusting how everyone, like, she made so much money the first day she started OnlyFans, the first time she turned, like, 18. Yeah, that like, was scary. So sick. And again, like, she's 18, she can do what she wants, but the people waiting were sick. Same for Billie Eilish. I was just going to say, when Billie Eilish turned 18, the top Pornhub search was Billie Eilish. Holy shit. Yeah. And that's so scary. It's disgusting. I, like, do you think that 18 is a good age to get into sex work? No. I feel like 21 I feel like 21 for sure, and when I was 17, I would have said, yeah, 18 is a good age, you know, when I was 18, I would have said it too, and that's why I feel like girls defend it at that age, but it's like, yeah, like, you grow up and you realize, like, girls' minds aren't fully developed until you're 26 years old. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's such a... And and the thing is, is, like, getting into sex work because it's a necessity is, that's, we're never talking about that. No, never, and I'm not shaming anyone. If you're doing sex work young, like, I did too, like... Just please be safe. No, be safe, but I would never think, like, you turned 18, you should start an OnlyFans, like, ever. No, and then the celebrities that get millions of dollars because they're 18 like guys are getting off on the fact that they are basically young as fuck no it's sick I had a sugar daddy when I was um 17 and I would always lie to them and say I was 19 Mm. because a lot of guys would be like I'm not gonna fuck you because you're underage and I'd be like why (laughs) no but so I would tell everyone I was 19 and this guy like found me when I was like 20 I actually might have actually been 19 at the time and he goes were you really, um, cause I had my birthday on my profile and he was like, were you, were you really 19 when I met you? And I was like, no. And he was like, that's so hot. Ew. I said, no, I was 17. And he said, that's so hot. That's terrifying. It's disgusting. Like people are sick. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you shouldn't, I mean, if you are like, I'm not judging you ever, but also it's like, you're, you're still so young. And I know a lot of people don't feel like they're young at 18, 19. Just like, get a boring job. No, just get a boring job. 
get get a job that you're you don't want to be in forever no one when they're 18 i mean maybe someone does but no one when they're 18 gets into a job and they're like this is what i want to do the rest of my life yeah give yourself a chance other jobs are totally valid and sex work is such a commitment like if you fully know that's fine but like to me unless you're 21 you're still a kid I agree. So I would never hook up with anyone. Honestly, for me now as a 24 year old, never hook up with anyone under 22. Never under 22. And also like, I don't think I've ever hooked up with anyone like even a year younger than me. Like I would never, ever be like, oh, this person is super attractive and young. Like that is not something that crosses my mind. No, it's gross. And I just feel like sex work is such like, not even like physical, like it's so emotional too. Like you're people's therapist, you're taking on like, so much in your brain at like such a young age like I mean I feel like the things that people have said to me like there needs to be a study because I have got like the things I have heard casually yeah on a Tuesday night are things no one should be told in their life ever yeah like bestiality and oh my god do you want to <laughs> tell a story I okay so when I did sugar babying I was on seeking arrangements and I took a greyhound to Colorado because I didn't have an ID so I couldn't legally fly Mm. and so I took the greyhound to Colorado and we were at like a layover in Utah not Utah yeah and it was like a eight-hour layover so I was like um I was like on seeking arrangements I found this guy he was like I'll pay you like like, it was, like, $5,000. I was, like, oh, my God. Like, that's amazing, you know? Like, five grand. Right. Like, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> and so I was, like, yeah. He was, like, okay, so I want you to meet me and five of my buddies at a hotel. And at first, I'm, like, I'm getting assaulted, you know? That's terrifying. Yeah. And then he goes, all we want you to do is jerk off this golden retriever. I would cry. I literally was sick to my stomach. Like, I was so nauseous. And I was, like no like never like that's fucking disgusting like that poor dog such and he was like i literally like said something like that he was like no he likes it like all this stuff and i'm like you're sick in the head and um i was like i wouldn't do that for a million dollars and he was like there's girls who do it for less okay that is horrible it's horrible and i like i always felt guilty like i should have like pretended and like got his like hotel and like number and like called the cops no but like also i was 17 you know it was just like so sick and i was like i don't know did you screen people when you were sugar babying um sometimes i so lately i had this friend who asked me she was like how do you screen clients and like honestly i didn't back in the day i've heard many ways to screen and i definitely like towards the end started to be safer but even then i i didn't do shit I think um, if I got a vibe, like, I would be like, let's meet in person first. But sometimes I was just so not desperate. Not the vibe check on the sugar daddy. <laughs> I'd be like, like, if you weren't weirding me out or if you were weirding well, me out. As a stripper, you already meet them in the club. Yeah. So that was, like, my screening yeah, kind of. Good. But you, so what a lot of people are saying is first get their phone number. Okay, their actual phone number. And you can do a reverse search on it. You can try to figure out if they, whatever. Get their first name and last name, and if you can, get a picture of their ID. Yeah. And preferably, they send a picture holding it, too. And if they don't, that's fine, because I know a lot of guys want to, like, remain anonymous, and, like, that's fine, but also, like, that's not safe. No, it's not. Just if you're, like, going about it from a purely safe point of view... I would say take as many precautions as you can. Try to figure out their home address. Search around the area. See if there's any background checks on them. Yeah. 
go deep into it. If you have the privilege of being able to turn down clients, make sure that you're actually checking that they are okay people. Yeah. Because I know there's like been cases where people are murdered and then the guy had already been to jail multiple times for assaulting someone. And you can just like do a quick Google search. Exactly. But a lot of guys won't give you their personal information but I think a phone number would be a good way to start I think a phone number is a good way to start and I don't know I feel like meeting them in public too yeah and being like this person has my location and yeah share your location with a friend make sure that you text you tell your friend hey like I remember I think if we had been closer back in the day I definitely would have shared my location with oh, yeah. you because you had someone and I had someone I would text my roommate and be like I'm there now I'm gonna if I don't call you in an hour or two call the fucking police i always yeah i always sent it to like two or three of my friends i'm anxious but um i would i know i should have screened way better i just met them in person or like facetimes and the times i didn't i got assaulted so i feel like screening is super duper important and get the money up front. Get the money up front. <laughs> Count the money in front of them. Be like, Seeking let me arrangement see- is not a good place anymore. It's not. I mean, I don't even think it was that great back then. It was better. It's oversaturated now, especially because on TikTok. I, I saw a video with 3 million likes about seeking arrangements. I hate it. And I feel like... They also did that to our favorite thrift store. Oh my God. I was just going to say that. Our favorite thrift store, someone posted on TikTok and now all the Depop girlies are there. (sighs) Stop reselling clothes. No, especially in like, it's not in like the nicest area. So I'm like, people that go there aren't Depop sellers. There are people that are like... like, actually trying to get clothes to live. And like toys, like for their kids. Like people aren't like overstocking their carts and selling it. And like, I go to get like clothes for my family, like dishes for my house I got dishes for like when we moved in like I had no furniture I remember like Mm -hmm. I didn't even have a bed so when I bought my bed and I bought a couch I already was like uh I just spent 3k like I don't have money to to buy so I would buy like dishes at thrift stores which is totally valid but now when we go there everything is sold everything is yeah everything is depop girl is selling everything is like cartfuls of shit like and I it makes me really upset too because I'm bigger and so when I go like I can't find clothes that fit me and then I see excuse me the clothes I buy on depop are like $40 for a shirt my size that would be like five at the thrift store right and the person who bought it's a size two no the person who's buying it is modeling it on them and it's so oversized it's like a dress and yeah. then I get it and I'm like this fits me tightly yeah and I like, like I that corset shirt I remember that yeah. I buy oversized clothes but only if it's not like from the thrift I'll buy like a big shirt if I can but I don't like to buy things that are made for plus size people because it's like they already have a hard time finding clothes yeah you can you can buy like at a corporate place in XL yeah like okay go to Target you can get a big shirt there's a huge stock of them but don't go to the thrift store and then be like I'm gonna get this huge oversized clothing so that someone else who actually wants to fit this can't yeah it's so fucking frustrating and and especially if they're reselling it I hate that. I hate it so much. Like, you're actually kind of a bitch for that. I should not be buying a, a shirt that you paid $5 for in my size, $45. It's fucked Plus up. shipping. <gasps> Plus shipping. Like, what is and that? And also the same what they did for seeking arrangements. Yeah. Now everyone is on it. And I, I remember the last time I tried to go on it, I actually lived here. I was like, maybe I need a, a sugar daddy. Maybe I can be straight for pay like mm-hmm. I was like okay I, I need money it was really slow because the seasons and only fans are so unpredictable yeah and I was like fuck I need to buy furniture <laughs> I was like okay here we go and there was a guy on there that was like 
hey, I want to meet up and do full service for $50, which like go off. But honestly, like it used to be a place where you would like find people who truly, truly just want to sugar daddy. Yeah. Like Like, they wanted to spend money. They liked paying for time and like not all of that was fucking. No. And all of them are like Splenda daddies now. (laughs) Barely. Yeah. They're like sugar. They're like the ones that you hate when it's on the table at the fucking diner. Yeah. I hate that. I don't like, I don't know. I feel like we were talking about that. Do you think sex work is oversaturated right now? I think in OnlyFans, there's so much room for everyone, Yeah. you know, and everyone does different prices. Everyone does a different thing. And I think that's fine because everyone has their niche and it's easier to find like clients online, I guess. Truly, when I first started, I've told you this before, when I first started OnlyFans, it was not popular at all. And I would send people my link and they would be like, this is a scam. Like they would think I'm scamming them, but like they didn't, no one knew what OnlyFans was. And so when COVID took over, I know some people were complaining because when COVID took off, like everyone was on OnlyFans all of a sudden because people were losing their jobs. They were home and they were like, yeah. And so I, I know I saw some girls um, online complaining about it. And I get it, like, don't just start OnlyFans because you're in a pandemic and bored, you know? Yeah. But also, I think it normalized it and, like, popularized it. So now it's, like, easier to find people. It's funny because I started OnlyFans, like, I think three weeks before the pandemic. Yeah, I remember. Because I had been contemplating it for a long time at the strip club because I was, like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm using drugs. I can't, like, go in. And I didn't get sober because I, right when I started OnlyFans, but it helped. And I was like, I'm going to start an OnlyFans. You were like, fuck it. Do it. Do it, yeah. And then literally right after, everything was shut down. Yeah, it was perfect. And I was like, thank you, universe. <laughs> yeah, because you already got like a like a, a foot in too. Yeah. So you were a little I more I already stable. started, like, because figuring out how OnlyFans works is really hard when you're first logging in. Any site. Yeah. I But I find OnlyFans was so confusing. Like, it doesn't, there's no tutorial. It's not like you go on there and they're like, here's how to post. Especially, well, now, also nowadays, like, you can go on YouTube and you can look up how to work OnlyFans. Yeah, you know? they did not have it. Back then, no one fucking knew what it was. You couldn't do that. No, there was no tutorials or anything. It was so hard. You had to learn. If you yourself. have any questions, fucking Google. Google is the best. Yeah. I used to be really upset, too, and people would message me back in the day, like, like, can you help me? And then they would get mad at when I said, like, oh, I, like, you can pay me for coaching. Yeah. And I'm like, I had to learn this, like, the hard way. Literally, I, w- I remember, fig- and I'm always, especially if it's someone I know that genuinely wants to start OnlyFans, I will help. But yeah. a lot of people who ask for my help don't actually want to start. No. So then I talk for nine hours. Yeah. I remember one time I, like, sat down, I did a FaceTime call on my computer, and it literally was from two in the afternoon to ten at night. And I everything I've ever known I was like here you go and then she did it for two weeks and was like this is too much work and it's like okay at least you (laughs) try at least you fucking tried but it's like I I did that for free and I'm always down to help my friends out for free but then when people come and they're like can you tell me everything like to type all of that out is going to take me 30 minutes and honestly what works for me might not work for you. The only thing that's consistent is how the site works. Yeah, and, what and there's works for tutorials. Me, is it going to work for you? No. You know, like. You and I market things differently. We send things out. We send things out with the same caption. Yeah. But the way we post is completely different. No, the way we get our people. Like and your time on Instagram to post is different than my time. Look at the engagement on your accounts. Like go into the settings, see when people are online. Treat it like a business job because I, yeah. I treat it like it's an advertising firm. Well, and that like bothers me, like saying it was too much work. Like any job is a lot of hard work. Like if you, oh, if that's you're not wait, wait. ready. 
What? We have people who will message us and are like, I could do this. Oh my God. I have had people that be like, oh, it looks so easy. I'm like, it's not. Like my close friends back in the day were like, oh, I would be so popular on OnlyFans. Dude, I had a friend that I would be like, oh, I have to work today. And she would laugh and she'd be like, Same. yeah, work. Right. And it's fully work. And it sometimes does feel embarrassing That's to be like, I have to. <laughs> it's it's embarrassing for me sometimes to be like, hey, I have to work when people think that all we do is masturbate. Yeah, they're like, that's not work. Like, that's no, not hard I need work. To Let's see you do it. Do my full face of makeup, do TikToks. I need to set up my lighting, get my camera, do a script, edit the video, post it online, caption the video, send it out, message everyone back, post on Twitter, post on Instagram, post yeah. on Reddit, post on Tumblr, post on Snapchat. And that's like by 3 p.m. And yeah, it's so much. And even just like for one video to send out, like you got to film the video, edit the video, edit a trailer. I have to... I have to send it to you. We have to rewatch it to make yeah. sure we're okay with all our angles. Re-edit again if something's off, but then and, edit a new trailer. And then cue it on... I have to cue it on my paid page and cue it on my free page and cue it on my wall on my free page. Yeah. Like, that's like eight things for one fucking video and doing the makeup and cleaning up after and everything. Like, it's exhausting. And then getting the toys and then setting up and then cleaning after and... And it, making it look good. Right. You and because we've filmed, you and I have filmed videos, like full length videos, and we didn't know, like, one of us started our period, or a tampon string was out, or. Oh my God, I was pissed. There was dirt on our butt, like. <laughs> And then we did, like, a 20-minute video, and we can't use it. Yeah. We made, we made a long video, and my tampon string was out the whole time. <laughs> I felt bad. I filmed the other day. I did a TikTok, and I was like, I shoved my string so far up. And someone was like, ew, you film on your period? And I was like. Baby, I film all the time. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I have period cramps and I'm filming. No, I have literally... I, I have shits. Like, I have diarrhea and I'm filming. Period just are the worst. Little peanut butter jelly. Literally. <laughs> no, I, um... I have to put, like, a menstrual disc in. It's, like, messy. Like you have You've to helped make... me, too. Yeah. Remember when we put those nails on for that video and I had a butt plug in and I had to oh ask you to help me? <laughs> yeah. I was like, can't break a nail. No, it's fucking hard. Especially People... when we started. The thing is, is that we randomly decided, this is law of attraction. We were like, we're going to make money and we're going to hustle until we can live on this income. Yeah. And so we would plan out to-do lists are fucking lifesavers. If you don't do a to-do list, you to won't be as productive. No, to-do list every day or I literally am not working. If I don't do a to-do list, I'm going to fuck around on my phone. Even if it's not a work day, like I need a to-do list. See, I'm not that good about it, but we would make to-do lists of everything we had to do. And on that list, I wish I had it in my notes or I had pictures of it. It used to be three pages long. And so we would film before we'd film like five before tiktoks yeah i i bet i have it on my other phone i wish i had it i wish you had it too we'd film like five before in different outfits and then we would do different transitions in different clothes for all the videos yeah. while we would film like three videos a day we like bought a blow-up pool and did this like oil shooting gun video like forever it was ago. disgusting like hair was my everywhere. room was never the same after that no i felt like it wasn't either no and then cleaning it up and then we would post on twitter we'd help each other caption captions are so fucking captions hard are so hard we, we would do insta pics twitter pics tiktoks and only fans and only fans pictures and we filmed sometimes just for our instagram story yeah 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 all in the span i was counting all in the span of like six hours yeah and we would chug monster yeah and then we immediately after filming would sit in silence for 45 minutes so your boyfriend picked we you up we would not talk <laughs> but that's that's like i feel like the best kind of friendship like you don't have to be yeah talking, i like that you know? but this this is not me complaining this is just me like if you think it's easy and you want to make a quick buck like 
please just realize that in order to be successful on OnlyFans or in any type of sex work, it is a full-time job. It's a full-time job. It's hard work. I mean, even on the weekends, like... We queue things on the weekends all the time. I have to have things queued because I can't work on the weekends. I'm with family. So it's like... Exactly. I have to have everything cute and then I'm I'm messaging I'm missing messages and the whole time I'm like, you know, fuck, like I'm missing out on money right now. And it always feels like if you're not working, you're not making money. It, and it's really hard to separate like work from like reality because I'll be out and I'll be like, Oh, I should post like at least an Insta story. Like yep. you know, like when I don't post on Instagram this is so fucking stupid, but then the next day that I post the engagement's so bad. It's so bad. So like if you we literally go in our settings this is what we did back in the day too and we wrote out all our analytics like oh this time on twitter so like 10 a.m on instagram or 1 a or 1 p.m on instagram was our times that was good and then twitter was 3 p.m or 9 p.m yeah and then reddit for you is even later reddit's so late reddit is like eight to to maybe 10 like eight the earliest but also i learned a trick on reddit you guys um but actually my brother taught me because my brother does art and he sells it through reddit sometimes nice he has ninety thousand karma that's insane respect i only have fifteen thousand. anyways so i have none yeah he he you don't really post though no he posts in the he looks at the groups and how many people are online in that moment so, so smart. yeah i was posting groups that had a lot of people in it but not a lot of people online that's smart yeah so basically all the tips that like because everyone's like oh what are the tips what are the tips depending on what niche you're posting in you need to find groups that fit that and you need to see how reliable and what time they're on and what's the best for engagement because the more people that see it the more people that are going to subscribe it's literally all advertising it's like how can I teach someone my brand of advertising for them yeah it's hard because what works for me does not work for you it's not gonna work for anyone even if we look alike you know it doesn't matter like I know there's other plus size girls messaging me and like also what really makes my heart hurt a little bit is when they're like I started OnlyFans because of you Mm. I'm like please don't say that same I used to get messages like that and you know I like the messages where they're like hey I'm sober and a sex worker because they were already in it and I'm like you know what love that I'm so happy for you like congrats but some people would be like hey I just got sober and like I'm thinking of getting into OnlyFans because of you and I'm like baby early sobriety and sex work like do one thing at a time yeah like it scares me when I first started sex work I was drunk all the time same you know we would get drunk but we our videos were not good they weren't good I look back and I'm embarrassed I don't want to sell them and we the thing is is you and I though didn't film with other people no we filmed with each other I filmed with Kyle yeah. and myself I would film like I remember randomly I would go on tender dates and I'd be like hey can you film this <laughs> I remember that <laughs> and I'd be drunk as fuck you're like yeah it's like a POV it was a POV yeah. every time I remember that but other than that like I wasn't and I did not want to film with other people because I knew I wasn't being professional yeah so then even when I would drink a lot if we filmed with other people we wouldn't drink no, and I think in the beginning when I wasn't filming with other people too, it was very easy to like glamorize it and be like, I love my life. I can be drunk and work. And like, and I think a lot of people like do that on the internet right now, mm-hmm. which is like, that's not how it should be. Like I was just going, I was just going through it. Well, you know? and I think it's really harmful to the community. You know, I was talking to my therapist about all the shit that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what? is bothering you and I I couldn't figure out what it was and she was like is it that it's portraying sex work in a negative way to such a big audience yeah 
yes, people don't realize that, no, I'm not the face of sex work. Like, one sex worker is not the whole. No, but sometimes people think that. People assume that online because internet relationships are so interesting that they assume that one person acting in a certain way is how everyone is and it's not and it scares me for the young people seeing that yeah and it's super unprofessional I mean even when I was back in the day like getting drunk and filming like I wasn't being like online like I just get drunk and film with my boyfriend I never I was embarrassed I was embarrassed too I romanticized my own life in my head like too and other than that I wanted people to think that I was very professional yeah and it's just it's not professional and like I think also um, a lot of people online would be are like, you know, my job is just I get to hook up with my friends and have fun. And then people kind of like and then like something about like and people will be like catching feelings for your friends that you work with. And then people will put that on us. Yeah. And they're like, you guys don't catch feelings. And I'm like, no. no. Like, have you seen a professional like person? <laughs> like, like, I don't understand. Like. I don't think they've seen, like, a lot of people being professional online because so many people glamorize it. No, because I think we have a baseline of friendship that is, yes, sex work is involved, but it doesn't actually revolve around that at all. No. I mean, we can go through phases where we work a lot and we don't hang out, but, like, at its core, our friendship doesn't have anything to do with sex work. No, if if neither of us did sex work, we would still be friends. Exactly, and so to online posts, like, oh, all my friends I fuck I fall in love with, and if that's a business tactic whatever but to only say that every time is like so unrealistic so unrealistic I never literally catch feelings for anyone I work with I have never caught feelings for one person because every time I'm like does this look good I'm not even like in the moment I'm like what does this look like to the camera am I gonna be able to edit this should I stop now because if I stop now it might be choppy when I edit it in I hate stopping exactly so like I'm more like in my head about like how it's gonna look for other people I mean bare like bare minimum I've been like I'm really excited to work with this person because they're so pretty like they make good content like I'm so stoked because I love the work that they do I love like I get like a talent boner yeah I'm like oh my god like they're so good at what they do like I'm excited but I'm never like oh my god I have a crush I was telling Jasmine the other day I was like the only people that I like we, we were talking about like insecurity and work and stuff and I was like I don't get crushes on people and the only time I ever feel jealous of someone is when I want to work as hard as they do. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel jealous of success. I don't feel jealous of fame and money. I feel jealous when I think someone works so hard. Yeah. That's when I'm jealous. And I don't even like at that point, I don't even get jealous. I get mad at myself because I'm like they like you can work just as hard. Like we all have 24 hours in the day. Yeah. Like you can work just as hard and you're simply not. And that's like what's really hard about this job is like especially with like mental illness like right now right now I'm medicated yeah shout out my therapist but (laughs) before it's like so hard with like mental illness to be like and you and I would go such extreme lows and then like we'd be so extreme highs where we would do so 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 much and burn ourselves out out, and then you don't want to work for a week and the only way to combat fucking burnout is to have like a consistent schedule that you stick by yeah so now like I do Monday and Tuesdays are like when I take my photo sets, when I film my videos, I mean, if I have a collab and I do another day of the week, obviously. Yeah, it's different. But like, remember when we both had four collabs in a week? That was insane. But we did it. We did do it. And I we mean, killed it. Was it. Super manic that week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I was like, basically a zombie by the end of it. I felt like a shell of a human being, and then I had to edit and still promote. Oh, the editing was really bad, especially because, like, when I'm filming with people that aren't you, a lot of the times, they're like, let's just stop it and edit, 
And I'm like, that's fine. But like, like if we're editing it and it's like different angles, like I get it, but we're filming from one angle the entire time. Like, let's just like say what we're going to do and do it. And it's so hard when it's like, well, and there's a lot of videos you and I have filmed with people that no one has ever seen ever, ever. Like, it's so funny. Like if no one edits it and we don't have all the footage, we just don't send it out. No. So we did all that work and it's like, okay. No, we had some, like a video that we sold like eight months later. Yeah. Like we've done that multiple times. We didn't even look the same anymore. Nope. Yeah. I'm like, I got seven new tattoos. (laughs) I'm like, my hair's a different color. I was trying to sell videos that were like from 2019 or 2020 and I was like, I can't even sell these. I have, I have like three tattoos. I posted a video with you and like one of our friends in real life was like, I didn't even realize that was Hank. <laughs> you had like light brown hair and like yeah. no chest tattoo. And, and also like- I feel uh, when I drank a lot too, like my face shape was different. Oh yeah. Because it was like very puffy. My eyes were all, I was always hungover. Yeah. And so, and I had no tattoos. Yeah. So I look completely different. You did look really different. It's hard to evolve and then to have your content like always be changing to resell it. Because the best yeah. part about having an OnlyFans is that you can always profit off your videos. Yeah. But if you're changing constantly. It's hard. I mean, I'll be like throwback. To How do you feel blonde. about... Yeah, that's cute. How do you feel about uh, people who are pregnant and then have OnlyFans? <laughs> I feel like it's a really like fine line. You know, like a lot of people don't have the luxury of like getting pregnant and taking nine months off. That's you know? valid. Like I get that for sure. I mean, I don't have that. If I, I, if I took pre- nine months off, just know I wouldn't, I would not broke. pay rent. I mean, yeah. I, if I don't have the luxury of taking nine months off if I got pregnant right now, but there is like a line. I feel like, yeah, like do the milk stuff. Like watch me grow. Like I feel like it, it like you can feed into like feederism and stuff, mm-hmm. but I think it's like, there's such like a I just don't like when they talk about the baby they talk about like I saw one girl that was like pregnant with I'm pregnant with twins and like I have so much milk and I'm like you don't like need to talk about like the children children. you know because I also I think filming porn while being pregnant is fine because I know there's a lot of people who are like fetishize the pregnant body yeah and like I want to get you pregnant I want to like breeders yeah 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 and I think that's totally valid but when you bring kids into sex work that's when it freaks me out it freaks me out I mean it's wrong well then also if you are pregnant and you're filming while pregnant don't then post your kid as well oh my god there is there's one person I don't know if I should say the name but I followed them for a while I think you know who I'm talking about and their backup Instagram was for OnlyFans like promoted their OnlyFans posted their OnlyFans photos they turned it into their mom page like the name is now literally like their name the mom and it's all photos of her like with her child breastfeeding like every other row or like almost every row is a breastfeeding photo Mm. like I'm and breastfeeding is not inherently sexual but if you are filming porn while pregnant and then you have a baby the people who are coming to you pregnant are now jacking off to you with a kid yeah and it's not it's not people should be able to breastfeed in public you should be able to breastfeed on instagram you should of course but when you know most of these people are here because you do porn and like are following you because they're sexy and they want to get off to you. Yeah. And then you see that your breastfeeding posts do the most well and then you well, post them every other row. That's how I feel about you remember that mom on TikTok that got in trouble for posting the well not in trouble, but all the people were saving the videos of her really like little Ren kid. One? Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, This is a conspiracy. And I'm like, No, the numbers do not lie. No, they don't. The the fucking pictures that you choose are your kid with their legs open. Yeah. That is 
like I'm shaking. That is terrifying. It's disgusting. It's horrible. And you're capitalizing off of that. Yeah, and you know what you're doing. You're to blame at that point. You can't play dumb. You can't say, "Oh, I don't know." You know. You know. You're posting like that because it gets better engagement. And, and yeah, literally. And, and people are telling you, and you you're ignoring it for what? And putting your kid at danger. I would never in my entire life choose views over my kid's safety ever and so like going back to the pregnant thing it's like i think pregnant porn honestly i'm always like girl boss respect because that must be hard yeah it must be hard because you're in so much pain you're throwing up like being pregnant was horrible yeah (laughs) what was being pregnant like did you have morning sickness I had morning sickness for the first two to three months. I didn't know I was pregnant. Mm. And so I was I was throwing up a lot. And I was like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I was throwing, yeah, I was throwing up a lot. I feel like it was just like the first trimester though. Mm-hmm. That's usually how it is. But like, other than that, like when I was pregnant, like I, before I was pregnant, I've been on medication since I was 12 years old. Mm. So like my like de- antidepressants, my Adderall, my mood stabilizers, I couldn't take any of that. And on top of that, I was, like, super depressed. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, super hormonal, like, mentally ill, like... People who give birth are braver than anyone I've ever fucking met. So brave. So Me to myself. No, you're brave. <laughs> I mean, anyone that houses a child, I'm, like, yeah. respect. Also, like, I was, like, literally a baby, too. I was 16. Like, I was so young. That's so... So hard on your body. Yeah. That's such And, like, I don't know that you had anyone that you could look to and be, like... They had a baby young. I know how to do it. You probably were just figuring it out. I had had no one, yeah. It was hard. How often do you get tested? I get tested, I feel like at this point, like almost every two weeks. But sometimes I'll go through like a month where I don't have a collab. So I get, I obviously get tested before all my collabs, make sure they're Mm -hmm. tested. And then if I don't have another collab for like a month and I'm just with my boyfriend, you know, I'll probably get tested again just in, just to check, just a little check because I'm anxious. Yeah. But we've been working really hard on like, because we always get tested and always. we assume that the other person gets tested. Yeah. We're working on making sure people send us their physical tests and they can blur out their name. We don't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah. But show your actual test. Like that's with the dates. With the dates. Because people try to fake that and send an old test and it's like Which is terrifying. Like why would you wanna put us at risk? No, literally why? Because again, STDs, STIs, most of them are curable and they're totally fine. The thing is though, is that if I'm working with you and I don't know you have an STD and I think that I'm safe and I work with someone else, you put me in the position to hurt someone. Yeah. And it's fucked up. I hate that. And it's like, even if like I work with you and we're both tested and then I don't work with anyone for a month, like, and you have something and it's like a fake result, I'm going to give it to my boyfriend. And also like, if you have chlamydia for too long, it could fuck up your body. Right. You know? Yeah. It it can make you infertile. Yeah. And a lot of people like don't know, like, especially men, like there's not a lot of symptoms sometimes Mm -hmm. for like chlamydia and stuff like that. Do you know? I don't know the science. Is it more dormant in men or women? It is more dormant in men. So I feel like that's why it's passed around so easily. Yeah. Whereas, like, I remember I only got gonorrhea, and I feel like <laughs> gonorrhea girly. <laughs> You're a chlamydia girly. I'm a chlamydia girly. I got gonorrhea, and I knew right away something was off. I. I didn't know right away. I knew I had a really bad smell for a while. This is why I'm really like concerned about it too. Cause I had chlamydia for like six months at least. And I got assaulted and then I didn't have sex for a while. And my back in the day before sex work, I was not getting tested ever, ever. ever. And so I was assaulted. I got 
chlamydia from him but i didn't know i wasn't having sex with anyone after because i was like literally traumatized and my my pussy smelled so bad like i remember that it smelled really bad so i went to the doctor and i was like i think i might have bv like i haven't had sex with anyone in like months you know Mm -hmm. and so she gave me an antibiotic for bv and then called me after like three days of taking it and was like don't take that antibiotic like you don't have it it was too late no and then you have to follow through with antibiotics or else they don't work in the future and so she like kept getting it wrong and then eventually she std tested me which i was like should have done that to begin with yeah but i was like 17 or 18 i think i was 18 actually or 19 and we finally found out that i had it but at that point i was so scared because like you could be infertile like there's mm-hmm. so many bad things that could happen to is, you is that what trisha paytas had i think so like it fucked up yeah something in her yeah so it was just like really scary i don't know i feel like stds are something that is like either people shame or they don't know anything about and it's like the reason why they get spread so often is because of the stigma around it like just go get fucking tested no, if people weren't and especially like if people if it was more normalized like it would be so much more safe. I wish it was more accessible. The problem for me oh, is, yeah. is I don't have insurance and it's so fucking expensive. It's like 200 bucks. Yeah, it's 160. It's sometimes more. I know there's people who pay 275. Insane. I it, mean, I am I'm under my dad's insurance still. Fuck my dad, but I'm still on his insurance. So nice. I'm 26. And you have to pay a copayment of 25 every time. But also like the insurance only covers it a certain amount of time. So yep. right now I owe like three grand in medical bills just for testing. Do you remember I went, so I didn't have a primary care doctor for a while. I'm actually very terrified of, I'm not terrified of doctors or needles. I'm totally fine with all of that. But I like get really anxious around going into established places where there's like people who are in positions of power. Mm-hmm. Like doctors scare me for some reason. So I went to like a, what's it called? I went to like a, oh, I went to a walk-in and they were like, yeah, it's covered. Like you have to pay individually for each test, but it shouldn't be more than like 300 bucks and 300 bucks was a lot, but I was like, I need this test. So I'm going to do it. I think I remember that. And I went, so I went there and then the first time it was like only 25 bucks and I was like, whoa, okay. And I didn't have insurance. And so then I went back two more times and then a month later I got a bill for $2,900. Insane. And it was like, you're three months overdue or something. And it was from a test forever ago. That wasn't actually $25. And they didn't even tell you. Never. So fucked up. I just got the email and I was like, fuck. No, testing should definitely be more accessible. And, um, I think even at Planned Parenthood, a lot of times you need insurance or it's like a lot of money. I'm, or it's like a 10 hour wait. Yeah. Well, I went to get, like, I got my IUD at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And then I went back to get it taken out because I was having problems. And they're like, you're not in our system. Like, with your insurance. I was like, babe, I literally got it here. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I got my IUD when I was 18. And I went because, like, the person I was dating at the time was like, I won't have sex with you if you don't get on birth control. Yeah. And I had to wait. I was so terrified. I had no phone in the fucking waiting room. I had to wait for three hours with a dead phone. Insane. And I was on my period. I had the worst cramps. And they put it in and then left me in the room alone for 20 minutes. Someone was like, you can't leave because you might pass out. It was like a traumatizing oh experience. God, yeah. And so that's why like I took out my own IUD. Yeah. No, don't it was that, bad. I tried to get mine taken out. I cried because they're like, we don't have you. I'm like, you do have me. And then I'm like, they're like, well, it's going to be like $500. Like something crazy like that to get it taken out without insurance. And I was like, 
like in the waiting room like everyone can hear you know they're loud I'm like I can't afford $500 I've done that too like I've had to wait like five hours Mm -hmm. even when you have an appointment you know I mean it I feel like it should be definitely easier to get birth control and get I mean all our parenthood you know of course we do it's just like the things that are quote easy are not actually easy. They don't no. make it easy for people to take care of themselves. Like, there's no accessible health care, really. No. And I just feel like around things involving sex, too, people are already embarrassed. So yeah. if you make loopholes and, like, you you have to jump over all these hurdles, there's no way that anyone's going to do it. No, it's really hard. I mean, even just going to, like, my primary doctor, like, where it is accessible and I only have to pay a $25 copay, I had to go, I had to go through like three or four doctors because they were such like slut shamers. Mm, oh, same. Yeah. And they were like, you were just here two weeks ago and got an STD test. Like, why do you need one again? Well, and I don't want to have to disclose my job to men. Especially. And I told them, I said, I'm a sex worker. Like I told him before and he would still say it. And he was like one of those. Put doctors, that on the fucking file. No, write it down. And he would like bring in another person with them, him that he was like training and I, I would bring my boyfriend with me because I don't drive. So, like, I have him Passenger in the room. Prince. Yeah, so one time I was, like, uh, um, he was, like, why, you just were here two weeks ago. Why do you need another one? I was, like, I've had sex since then. And he looked at Kyle, and I was, like, not with him. <laughs> like, my boyfriend. I was, like, not with him. Are you going to kink shame me, too? No, literally. He was, like, oh, okay. Like, like just, like, do you use any toys? And I was, like, that has nothing to do with my STD test. Now you want to know. Are you yeah. horny? I was, like, that has nothing to do with my STD test. Like, I had to go through so many doctors. I don't know if you feel the same way, but gynecologists, I literally feel like I get bleeped every time I'm there. Oh, no. I feel it's very invasive, and I never get a... Do you a, have a guy? I don't have a primary doctor, oh, so but- every time it's different. It's always a guy normally, mm-hmm. the, and they never, like, heat up the things. It's freezing. No. They put it in. And, again, like, my pelvic floor is, like, very strong, so it's so tight. Pussy is so tight. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> when is. I got my idea, like, push the thing, the clamps and it's out. it's so tiny. So they, like, <laughs> not, not as, it's so tiny. It's so th- I, do you, have you seen one? It's yes. So t- oh, you and- pulled it out. but I don't like it and so every time my legs are shaking and I'm like I I actually like do you have a woman who could do this and they're like just relax it's fine no they're so fucked up the first time I actually I really like my gynecologist actually my current one but the first time I went to a gynecologist I was pregnant I was 16 and like I was getting a pap smear Mm. yeah and you usually don't do that but when you're pregnant they do it and um she was like I was really scared and she went to like put that like metal thing inside of me and I was I was like I'm scared and she was like you've had sex before haven't you it's not the same yeah and I was like yeah it's different like she was so rude and aggressive I was like oh my god like I I've never had an experience except one time at a walk-in where they let me put it in for myself Mm -hmm. and then they opened it and it was and, and the guy was completely fine and also he was like don't worry i have a lot of clients who do sex work like i'm not judging you like reassured me i was like thank you would you date a sex worker i would i feel like i'm a really jealous person so i feel like it depends on like who it is you know yeah but I feel like especially, like, if I met you and you were already a sex worker, 100%. like, you know what I mean? If you're only getting into it because of me, I, I would I honestly ask so many questions and make sure your intentions were pure. Yeah. Because a lot of people, I dated people who were okay with filming with me and people who weren't. Yeah. I've never asked my current partner to film with me. It's my boundary. Yeah. Only because I really, really, really like having 
intimate off-camera sex. So I'm scared of blurring the line because then it starts turning into, oh, should I film this every time? Yeah, that's how I am. Yeah, and I know that. And so I'm kind of like, I like to keep that safe. Yeah. For me. And I'm very jealous. I'm openly jealous. Um, And not about irrational things. Like, I won't put it on you and be like, how dare you do this? But I have anxiety around being cheated on. Oh, for sure. So I... I'm that meme that it's like he tells a story and it has a girl in it and you're like, her? (laughs) (laughs) No, same. And like, I'm... It's weird. The things I'm jealous about are so random. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, you talk to another girl. It's like you had fun doing this thing <laughs> why did you laugh at her jokes literally like like you think she's funny i am like i'm okay if you tell me a story about someone you fucked but if you tell me about like a kiss that made you horny i'll cry no i also am like the type of person that i'm like tell me everyone you've ever slept with and every hookup like and i'm, I'm, I'm gonna a cry. cool girl i'm a cool girl oh i don't pretend to be cool i need to know the details no, i pretend to be cool and then i think about it two years later and i'm like oh just like that girl you fucked behind the big five <laughs> Like we'll, dri- big five. No, we'll drive like past it and he'll be like oh like me and my friends used to hang out with the big five all the time i'm like yeah i'm that girl you fucked in the alley behind <laughs> it <laughs> i'm i try to work on it because i think it's self-sabotage to i always want to know i want to <laughs> know i'm like tell me every single thing you know that that's like Jules was my first love. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I want to know who you loved because I want to know every detail about you. But now I'm throwing up in the bathroom and I'm my shaking. Heart. I don't want to know who you love. I never asked that question. Um, I do want to know, though, because I, for me, <laughs> not the big <laughs> breath. When I first meet someone, I like want to live in their skin. I'm like, tell me every single intrusive thought you've ever had. What did you do yeah. when you were, you know, in college? Like, I, cause I want to know. I want to know everything. I'm a sure. nosy ass person. I'm so no- nosy. And I will tell you like, oh my God, this one time I was getting fucked. Like I'll say it too. So I'm like, I want to know about you so I can tell about me too. Yeah, that's true. But also then randomly, like one thing is like too far and it's not the thing you think it would be. It's like, yeah, you mentioned this girl's name twice and now I'm going to shit my pants. No. Yeah. And I'm going to cry. When I first met my boyfriend. Put on one Del Rey. <laughs> Always. When I first met my boyfriend, all he did was talk about his ex on our first date. Stop. Yeah. That's, I mean, as a lesbian, that happens all the fucking time. Every, like, person I've dated since I've, I've come out has talked about their ex at least for 30 minutes. It w- No, it was, like, Hank. It was, like, almost, like, the first, like, three hours. Oh. Like, he would just, like, keep bringing it up. I think because they had, like, recently broke up, like, a few Red months flag. before. But I, I literally had that similar experience, Yeah, too. He, he was just, like, venting, but I'm, like... And at first I was like, you know, this is really good because I just want to fuck this guy. And this is a really easy way out because he's obviously like super hung up on his ex. (laughs) And then I was like, he said, yeah, we were together three years. And I was like, damn, I got to be with you for four now. I have to win. (laughs) You are winning. I am winning. It's five. I made it. Should we break up now? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you already won, so that's how I you're looking won. at it. I win. <laughs> I win. Now I'm going to be lose. the girl he ta- if he talks that's, about it on the first that's, that's what I think. I'm like, if you talked about your ex when you met me, okay, I'm going to treat you so good, so then you're going to talk about me. No, I'm going to be the one you talking about next, yeah. That's kind of crazy bitch mentality, though. It is. I'm very mentally ill. No, same. I told my therapist like some of the things I thought, and she was like, let's have a session about that. <laughs> she's like, mm, so let's talk about that. She also asked me, she's like, do you realize like you're hypocritical about a lot of things like you hold yourself to a different standard than other people yeah i'm in therapy i was like that's i'm just being honest with you jessica <laughs> like why are you gonna be me now no, literally my therapist is so blunt with me she's like you just complaining you don't do anything about it i'm like 
that's why I pay you. <laughs> <laughs> therapy like, is hard. Right. I used to lie in therapy a lot. I used to like not um, oh, yeah. before I got sober. Like they'd be like, "So do you drink a lot?" And I'd be like, "Once a week." <laughs> Absolutely not. Especially when I was underage in therapy, I'd be like, "I don't smoke. I don't drink." Oh, you're asking me if I'm suicidal. I know this is a trap. No, literally. When I well, I think I had such an unhealthy relationship with therapy too because my mom forced me to do it. Same. And like from when I was 12, at least to like 20, or but I was like. I started on my own when I was 20, but to, like, 18. Yeah. And I felt like she was, like, feeding information to my therapist and, like, telling them how I was, like, a bad kid and a bad daughter. Well, and I've heard stories of parents that fully hear, like, like uh, for my brother, like, yeah. he went to therapy and my mom was just, like, listening. Yeah. Like, that's so scary. It's so fucked up. I mean, I... This is a little trauma. I don't know if I should say it. You can cut it out. But... My dad uh, moved out when I was 14, but until then, he was, like, super abusive, and I told my therapist about it one time, and then she obviously had to report it, Yeah. but then I had to, like, lie, like, lie to the police and lie to CPS, and, like, I'm like, that didn't happen, and um, obviously, he's gone, like, he's not in my life anymore, but... I was like, I don't trust therapy now. Like, I can't tell you about, like, my current traumas, you know? Right. And I had to work on that a lot now yeah. to be, like, to train myself, to be honest, because I would accidentally lie without thinking about it. Yeah, because I would be, like... I was just trying to protect myself from yeah. someone else having that information. Yeah, and, like, you're an adult. Like, you have all the control over me. Well, yeah. and I used to really want to be a sex therapist because I feel like if there was more sex worker therapists, yeah. people would be fully honest. Like, I wasn't going to tell my normie therapist what I was doing for money. I was going to tell them I was a sugar baby. No, especially because of some of the things we did were illegal. And then my mom told them. Mm. And then it's like, now I... I lie to you and I feel like I have to lie more <laughs> yeah, now I'm covering up my lies with yeah. another lie but honestly therapy if you're really honest fully does work and you have to make sure you have a right it's like almost like dating like you need to have a good connection you need to be able to trust their opinion because I've had therapists I only had to go to therapy once as a kid for like five months when my aunt was killed and my parents didn't think I needed it they put me in it because my sister was in it and she talked about me a lot so they oh. wanted context for her yeah that's good um so when I finally like paid that's for my own therapist right yeah. yeah love her love I love her because she knows my family dynamic yeah it's perfect but when I got older I was like mm, I don't want to talk to anyone and then yeah. having to explain it's like a first date you're like oh, oh then my God. mom did this and here let me draw a family tree for you dude yeah I was in therapy and then my therapist got pregnant and went on maternity leave I was like oh now I have to explain this all to a new person oh my god it's so much and sometimes I still forget that she wasn't with me for like the first half of the year and I'm like remember this and she's like uh no when I'm back that <laughs> I tell my therapist a lot about work, actually, and I really like that she's non-judgmental. Yeah, I do, too. Because they should be. She tells me, like, she's like, yes, yeah, slay. <laughs> she's slay. like, you can be filming while you do your yoga in the morning. Like, <laughs> Thank you for the idea. No, literally, I did it. I was like, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. I think also, like, with the yoga, like, I, it's, like, really helpful to, like, make your brand, like, personal, like, things that are to use. When, yeah, when I'm in, like, my yoga era... Like, yeah, I'm going to post that. People like to know what you're up to and like to know what you like. I do hair dye videos. I talk. Um, I think like making a brand that is personal to you is less draining because like, you can totally have a persona and that's like people do that. It's not a, I feel like for me, though, personally, it's not as fun. I like to like live my life and also shoot porn. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like I am a persona, too. Like mm -hmm. I am. It's the sluttiest version of myself. Exactly. And I'm like the most exaggerated version of myself. Right. But 
I think it's it makes it more fun when you do stuff that you like. Like the costumes, the cosplay, like you like, or you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, the content you like to film like exactly and i i think that does help with burnout is like having a personal brand to yourself and also that like kind of goes into how we run our social medias yeah because my instagram story is very much like how i posted even before oh for I sure had, it's the same it's the exact same yeah i never Your host stories i had host stories since i was like 18 yeah and I would get really drunk and I would like post funny memes and yeah. like react and like I loved that this is just like the adult version is this podcast yeah but like Twitter and stuff like that it's I do post porn on it but I try to keep it my personal brand yeah and that's why like you and I don't bring a lot of stuff public like if we're in like petty drama like if someone's mad at us and they're like you know yeah. talking shit about us I tried to stay off online because this is our our brand so this is our brand this is where I'm advertising like I don't I don't want to talk shit online I don't want to fight with you online no like, and I, I'm not the type of person even like before sex work where I would be like fuck that stupid bitch like I didn't really do things like that no I would text my friends and talk about it but I'm not gonna bring drama to my sex work brand I mean, I would never, you would never bring drama in like any other workplace too. You know what I mean? Yeah. You would try to avoid it. It's unprofessional. When people, when we see people like subtweeting and doing all this stuff, it's like, yeah, part of me wants to engage and I want to like defend myself. But the other part of me is like, what's good for my work? And like, what am I going to get out of this? Like, like, what are the intentions? Yeah. You're still going to have your opinion either way. And I'm not going to feed into your like hateful fuel. Right. You can't control anyone at any time. You can manage yourself. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there are times like we've, we've like felt like we had to defend ourselves. That's when people are like, say something, say something, say something. And I will obviously. But we try to handle it privately first. And then they bring it to And I would never just bring something to the internet. No, because also all these unwanted opinions are, they only get one side of the story. Yeah. There's things that you and I know behind the scenes that no one will ever know. Yeah. And it's not because it's something that's shady or petty. It's just things that the public does not need to know. No, they don't need to know. It's none of their business. Like Right. And I'm not going to be like, oh, this person I worked with said this, this, and this. And like air it out online. Yeah. Like I'm I'm uncomfortable. Like I'm a little uncomfy, but I don't need to let be like, this person's a fucking weirdo and makes people like makes me uncomfortable. And we get sent things that people say about us online all the time. Yeah. Like all the time. And, and we have FaceTimed and been like, oh, should we say something about this? And it's like, ultimately, no. Like, that's what they want. Unless someone is endangering people uh, or being racist or doing disgusting things, I'm not going to ever publicly be like, oh, I just have a personal problem with this person. Let me subtweet. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Because, again, it's our brand. Like, yes, social media, It we kind of post organically. Yeah. So people think it's like, oh, they can talk about whatever they want. But you really can't. No. And there's... No need to. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, we're each other's publicist. <laughs> yeah, we're like, should we post this? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you got to make sure you have people who will check you. And, like, starting out, I used to, like, tweet about random shit all the time. Like, roommate drama or whatever. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't want people to have an opinion because then the one comment I made when I was mad is now to, what, 50,000 people? Yeah. Fuck that's no. who you are right you now I don't know it's it's an I, interesting thing it's not for me I mean some people make it their only brand is like talking shit and like getting in I drama. don't get the brand being a mean girl 
I don't get that brand and I also don't get like some people only stay relevant when they're in drama like every other month like I know we know someone that was like that yeah and I'm like that must be so draining I would die so draining but also like it's not a flex to be a mean person it's not and I I get it's relatable to like make funny jokes about people that like no one likes like when the jokes about James Charles I was like valid like you know he shouldn't have a platform whatever but it's like you're just talking about someone you don't like and you're getting retweets from that that is not something that you should be proud of I also it's not I I mean I get the like I'm a hater at heart jokes like you know like I'm a gatekeeper like that's funny but like it's I for that to be like your whole brand is like so negative and the energy that you're truly putting out there like you're gonna get that energy back you know karma bro yeah like you're manifesting negative energy like (laughs) truly into your life yeah and, and, like, some things don't need to be said. Like, to protect your character sometimes is to choose peace. Yeah. And for that, it's, to me, staying. Silence is sometimes the loudest. Silence is golden. Silence is the loudest answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And not about things that are actually a problem. Like, speak up when you really need to, but petty drama should not be something that's, like, applauded. And no. So. And I think a lot of people pray for sex workers' downfall. They do. They want to see sex workers and they want being ex- bad people. They want to have an excuse to not like someone. Yeah. They want to have an excuse to be like, sex workers are bad and this is why. Yeah, they're all bitches, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, as a sex worker, to promote that vibe is, like, detrimental to the community. It is. It's really bad. Again, one person isn't the face of sex work, but... No. A lot of people online do take it that way. 100%. Especially when they have such a huge platform. If, yeah, and you need to be careful because it's, like, something is funny to you people are going to take it out of context and they're going to run with it. Yeah. And you need to make sure you're keeping everyone safe. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And I think as a sex worker, like we need to support other sex workers. We need to keep our community safe. You know, if you don't like something someone does share the counterpoint of that. And also it's like, you know, that saying it's like, what is it? It's like girls support girls, girls protect girls. Yeah. Like not girls support girls, girls protect girls. So even if you don't like someone, you still have to make sure they're safe. Right. I mean, if you, you don't, don't like someone to, and they get doxxed and you're happy about that, like, really, that's not okay. It's not cool. Like, doxing is illegal, especially in California. It's actually a law. It is illegal. It's actually illegal. And so, it's cyber stalking. Exactly. And so, people who are like happy and, and they're sex workers too. And yeah. they're like, oh, I want this person to fail. It's like, you need to want everyone to succeed in this business. Yeah. And again, like, because you eat, we eat. Like, it yeah. works like that. And again, back back to manifesting. <laughs> but it's like you want, like you're preying on someone's downfall. Like you're going to get that energy back. Like tenfold. It's like you're, yeah. it's all coming back to you. And I'm not the type of person that's like, oh, everything you do has to be like butterflies and rainbows. No, of course. We're not perfect people. No. Never, never. claim to be. I'm, I'm, I can be mean. I can be a hater. Um, but I'm going to make sure my friends are safe at the end of the day. I'm going to make sure people are safe at the end of the day. And if you're a sex worker online and you're praying that someone else fails, that's not okay. No, never. Because there's a place for every single person. My brand, even if someone, like there was someone who copied my exact name. Like their only fans was Hanky Panky. And you know what? And then they asked me to collab. I was like... What? what? <laughs> but the thing is, is, it's like, okay, honestly, for them, it would be an entirely different group of people who would subscribe. Yeah. Everyone, there's billions of people in the world. Yeah. Okay, you don't like them, they still deserve to get money and pay rent. They just, des- they still deserve that, and they deserve to, like, 
feel safe. Like, I've known people that are like, I don't like this person. They're out here, and I'm just going to ditch them, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, people, oh, my God, on work trips, on work trips, if you are not taking care of every single person that's there, first of all, why would you invite someone you don't like? Why would you host something that you can't? you know, make sure your people are safe. You and I would never, we've never again gone to a group collab. No, never. I mean, we were, we literally, something really bad happened to us. We got stranded and not one person there. No, everyone refused to drive us three hours away to the airport. So if you are in this line of work and you want to host something big, you need to think about everyone that goes. Yeah. And you need to make sure people are safe and it's not like everyone is an adult, but like you are responsible ultimately when you're None of us are home. It's not like you're hosting it in your home. No. And and also it's like, even then, like we have, I mean, even I have a birthday party. I have a Halloween party. I'm making sure all my friends are safe. I'm making sure all my friends are getting their car, call them an Uber. I'm making sure all my friends are getting home safely. Like there's 20, 30 people there. To translate that into sex work, it's like, oh, you don't care about this person. So you don't care about their well-being. Yeah. That's fucked up. No, it's fucked up. I don't care how much you don't like a person. You still, you still have to make sure they're safe. And it's the responsibility of the people hosting. That's why you and I prefer to do collabs together or we will have one or two people max here. Yeah. If I had been at that collab alone, I would probably be probably be dead. Like, truly. I don't want to get into our trauma. But, like, actually, like, we weren't safe. No. At all. We were in danger fully. Fully. Um. And no one helped us get out of that town. No, because the like the level of importance wasn't high enough for them. No. Like, a, a person's life needs to be... They need to give you clout in order to be protected. Yeah. And also, that, that goes back to the drinking because their excuse was, like, everyone's too drunk. And it's like, why are we drinking during a work trip, you right. know? And also, like, if you're a sex worker and you're pretending like you're going on a trip and it's not for work but you're filming, it is a work trip. It is a work trip. It is a work trip. You're filming. You're filming your work. You're working. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. When, I mean, yeah. When we started, also, you and I used to... This is, like, to change the subject, because yeah. I don't want to talk about that anymore. When we started, <laughs> you and I thought we had to spend a lot of money. Yeah. We... We didn't have you. I, I mean, in my bank account, like at any point in time, I could have ten to two hundred dollars. Yeah. And I thought I had to get full outfits and dildos and sex toys and cameras and lighting. And it's like all you need to start working is a phone and your naked body. Yeah, I, I thought that too. Like I was like, I have to invest money. I can't. I can't do this until I have that. And well, they're it's always like, like spend money to make money. Yeah, and that is the case. Like now that we can afford it and that you're like we're able to it's like yeah let's buy some new toys like I bought a fuck machine like stuff does up your game but you don't need that no you know and I would use it I'm an impulse buyer I have a binge disorder so I binge a lot of things and a lot of it's like shopping and I would be like well it's for work so I can buy $300 worth of toys this and this and that then I don't have money yeah and you and I end up using the same things over and it's over it's the same thing and honestly no one cares they don't need to see a different color dildo every time no get a dildo you like put down a bed sheet if you want your floor to be a different fucking color or pin we used to use push pins and blankets on the wall yeah we did we didn't buy like backdrops and lighting no we bootlegged everything yeah we would sometimes use a phone flashlight for extra lighting yeah like at the end of the day people don't care they want to see you and they care about you they want to see your holes that's it (laughs) 
pretty yeah. much like they don't if, care about us they don't give a fuck. <laughs> we're not people we're that's holes so, so they would just i don't know i feel like that's something that needs to be said that a lot of people who start think that they have to spend a lot of money yeah i, well, I mean i definitely thought that too me too because i see again because i see all the big creators spending so much money yeah and i thought oh that's what i have to do no but they had to get to that point too exactly yeah yeah i think i think our last piece of advice <laughs> would be to have good hygiene on set yeah make sure you're showering beforehand and honestly like body hair isn't the part of the hygiene no body hair is not hygiene but clean your armpits clean your vagina with water at minimum no baby wipe it yeah if sun free baby wipes you whatever know. it is just make sure you smell good clean your feet your toenails and fingernails don't have to be painted but just like be a clean person no, be clean because the thing is is like yes it's filming so Again, it's, like, way less personal than a hookup. Yeah. But I'm still in your body. Yeah. I'm still smelling your smells. Yeah. And I'm very paranoid. I always put on deodorant perfume. I always mouthwash, brush my teeth brush right my before. Te- yeah, brush your tongue. Make sure it's not white. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Like, just do basic hygiene because people respect that. Yeah, especially when you're, like, somewhere you can. Like, always I'll be like, hey, you want to, like you want to shower like especially here where we have one ac yeah we don't have central ac and it's like 110 degrees yeah i'm like i'm gonna go in the shower wash my pussy real quick if you want to i'll wipe my armpits with baby wipes if i'm sweating yeah i'll I'll offer perfume always i think that's just like really important and just to be clean and safe it's just respectful like you the thing about our version of sex work is like it's a personal you come in my home and we're filming yeah and anyone also who's buying any sexual service, like, I know there's a lot of guys who pay for sex and, like, they don't shower. If people work in brothels, there's, like, showers in the room and they they make them shower. Yeah. But if you are doing any type of thing involving a provider, whether it's online or in person, take care of your hygiene. Always. I think, yeah, it's just respectful and, like... No one wants a BO. No, and I've never, we've never like said to someone like, "Hey, you smell." Like, no, I never would because I'm too scared of making someone feel bad. I would never make someone feel bad. Um, But after I've had times in which people have filmed in my front room, my filming room, and then like for three days it smells like BO and pussy. I've had people literally been like, "I haven't showered in 24 hours or like two days," and I'm like, "Well, why didn't you want to shower now?" Shower, yeah. They're like, "No, I'm fine." I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, okay, awesome. Okay, perfect. Can Not you? eating your ass today. I <laughs> know, literally. I had one guy I was hooking up with, and he was like, I want to eat your pussy. And he, we, this is our first time hooking up, and he was like, just go take a shower real quick. And I ate your pussy. I was like, honestly, respect. I yeah. get it. But that was really bold of you. Oh my God. I used to, I would like fuck someone and then like go to someone else and fuck them after. Yeah. I was not being respectful. Yeah. And now I'm like, I need to scrub my body with a loofah for 30 fucking minutes. Yeah. And then maybe you can kiss me. Yeah. And then like 10 seconds before, I'm going to use 10 baby wipes on my pussy just to make sure. Oh my God. The whole shower. Like I used to like put my pussy in bathroom sinks. Oh. And I'm like, like, (laughs) I hate when I like shower before filming and then I'm clean after. It's just like, you know, like that pussy juice, like smell. I'm like, I just gotta, just gotta clean it. I always body shower after. I try to now, especially with makeup. It feels so relaxing to take off your makeup at the end of the day. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you and I don't wear a full face of makeup when we film. 
No. I think it's whatever makes you feel the it's prettiest. Really one. I mean, I've been breaking out a lot lately, mm-hmm. which is like pimples are sexy. Like I see some people with pimples and I'm like, wow, that's like hot. Like you look good. Personally, I don't like it on me. And so like I did like one day where I didn't do like my face. I just did my eyes and I was like, I hate this. Like mm. I like the way I look with makeup and that's fine. If you like the way you look more <laughs> natural, I that's just fine. Thought about, do you remember that video you sent me what? in the morning when you were sucking Kyle's dick? It looked so bad. No, I still had that as your contact picture. Let me see. It looks so bad. First thing in the morning, I, I feel I feel sexy in my skin. And then I look at myself and I'm like, oh, you look like you just woke up. I changed it. Actually, it's this. Oh, that one's cute. <laughs> I changed your picture on depending on what new favorite picture <laughs> I have of you. No, that one was so bad. My contact names are cursed. What's that? My What's my name on that one? Cinnamon new phone speaker works. <laughs> I guess my other phone didn't work. I have like redhead hot girl from bar, third cousin. Oh my god, I had this one guy that I saved as weed guy in my phone, and I sent him a screenshot showing him that, like, one of his messages didn't go through, and he was like, can you change my name in your phone? Dude, I have, like, future sugar daddy, I have random guy I met at a strip club, brown hair. I have, like, people that I met through you, I'm like... Jenny, lesbian, 12 women's meeting. <laughs> people I met through you, I'm like, Hank's friend. No, always. Your name's Hanky Skanky in my phone. <laughs> Oh my god, the names are fucked. I put people's Instagram usernames next to it, so if I forget who they are, I can like, look. Guy who spent $450 in VIP. Oh my god. Alex borrowed his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> my contact names are insane. I don't think I have any good ones on this phone. But my other ones were crazy, especially when I was meeting people randomly. Like, now I don't really... Keenan, fetish guy. Like, what does that even mean? I want to know what his fetish is. I have was. one called Linda, old lady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Sasha, porn. Okay. Yeah, mine are like this person, TikTok. Yeah. When we save people, it's funny because the internet or like sex work name, like I always save them as like seven names. I'm like, here's your seven usernames and what I call you. Yeah. I have, this one is worst cat groomers ever. They cut sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't go back. I'm like, do not call. Did you ever change your ex's name to like, don't answer? Because I had a lot of friends that did that. I never did that. I, I would just delete that. their content. I didn't contact. delete their contact. I would just delete the emojis. Like, <laughs> stop. I used to get mad at Kyle in the beginning and I would remove the blue heart next to his name. Oh my God. I'd be like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> no heart. I never add emojis to people's names. I don't know why I always do. I feel like it looks so serious if I don't. Do you have emojis? I don't think you do. Look at my contacts. Like, if you go through, look. Yeah, yours are so serious. Well, Abby A.A. Bald is someone's name. I don't think they're that serious. Mine are like heart, heart, blood drop, sprout, heart. (laughs) This one, heart, heart, kiss, kiss, heart, heart, heart. (laughs) I feel like I heart the people I like. Mm. This person's name was Paris, so I put the Eiffel Tower next to it. That's funny. Okay, it's been fun. Do you have any, like, last advice you would give? I would just say, like remember this is a job stay professional stay true to yourself in whatever way you can 
Make backup accounts. Yeah, for sure. Make You're going to get deleted. And also, like, look at the terms of service are different on every single account. Yeah. And they change, too. They change all the time. Some things you can post on one thing will get you banned on another. Also, like, when they update terms of service, don't just say agree. Just read Read it. Read through. Read it, yeah. I'm not good. Normally, I just press agree. But when we read it, it helps. It does help because you know what you can do. And if you have an OnlyFans, make sure you look at the words that are blocked out. Yeah, there's, like, Reddit reddits that you can see reddit groups you can see all the words that you're not allowed to do any questions you have google it and look on reddit like honestly the internet is your best friend i love reddit i love reddit too i like to like look up so many things even when that girl the other day was asking me about screening i found 10 forms about it yeah and don't i mean don't believe everything you hear but look into it and be safe yeah do research always stay safe keep others safe if you have the privilege of saying no, no is a complete sentence. Yeah. You don't have to do anything you do not want to do. Even though you are a sex worker and people feel entitled to your body, you still are allowed to remove consent. Yeah. Especially if it's with someone you're working with. Always. Always. So just be safe. Be safe and respectful. Be safe and stay sexy. Yeah. Be okay. safe and stay sexy. <laughs> Love you. <laughs>